Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You always try to take my stuff. Try to take my steelo. <laughs> try to take his steelo, y'all. Try to y'all. take my steelo. Look, when you've been married to somebody long enough, you don't realize it, but sometimes your ma- your mannerisms start to uh, favor one another. You start to act like mm-hmm. the other one, facial mm-hmm. expressions. Um, so mm-hmm. don't even try it. You know you steal that's, some of my that's stilo. That's another way of you saying you, know you taking my you, stilo. You take some of my take stilo. Take my stilo. Anywho. <laughs> so, oh, so we are, this is the last Sunday in January. Of 2021. Yes. Woo! It's, it's a, Janet Jackson made a song, Funny How Time Flies. Mm-hmm. Even and, when you're not having fun. Yeah. <laughs> and time is flying by. Everybody can see it. Everybody can feel it. So for those of you who are procrastinating about doing whatever it is you're doing, stop procrastinating because time is flying by. You mean what they're supposed to be doing? Yeah. Because if they procrastinate, that means they're not doing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever you're supposed to be doing, whatever God has put into your heart, your spirit to do, I would say go ahead and do it because time is flying by. And that's another podcast for another day. My wife has some very interesting thoughts and revelation on time flying by. Yes, yes. But but, but I don't know if the Lord has given me the... Uh, do what? The, the, the freedom know. to express those uh, thoughts. So. Okay. We like you said, we'll save them for a later time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't going to try to switch it up on you right now. So we going to turn right then. But no, I don't know because sometimes you try to pull the okie doke on a sister. Uh, so for those of you who have been following our pod, podcast for a while, you notice that we um, do a theme and we stay on that theme for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, we spend a month on a particular subject or topic, then we go into the next one. So this is the last. Installment. So, installment episode. of finances. Okay. Edition. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> we really do this live, even though we, we did, yeah, we found out it works better for us when we just do it so live. We free flow, y'all. Free flow? Okay. Yeah. This is the last Sunday in January. Yes. And it is snowing outside. And so we are still on finances. And we are going to do something different, something we've probably never done previously in any of our other podcasts. And before before I tell you what we're going to do different, I want to go back to the first podcast we had on finances, um, where we told you what we're not. Uh, we're not CPAs. We are not. Um, we're not financial analysts. We are not. We're not your pastors. No, we are not. And we're not bookkeepers. No, we're not. We're not accountants. We're not financial advisors. None of that. None of that. We stayed at a holiday another day. What was that commercial? Oh, I'm not giving anybody free advertising. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) they could become a sponsor, then I'll talk about them. But um, so we're going to do, you going to say something? I said right. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're going to do something different. And in the same 
vein of uh, finances in your marriage. We talked about um, all different types of things, and we even talked about the last podcast, the very last podcast, the last session of the last last podcast. We talked about the six cents, and. <laughs> if y'all did not hear that episode, just tune in if you want to laugh at our expense. Yeah, the no last, pun intended. Talking yeah. about money, if you want to laugh at our expense, the please last tune in. Sesh, the last section of podcast forty-five, we talked about finances. Our six cents, um, like one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Yes, six no. pennies, six a nickel pennies. and a, and a yeah. penny. God gave us a revelation about that in Walmart. So um, we're going to do something different. And again, we already explained what we're not. Uh, We're going to talk to those who are thinking of getting married, our single people, um, or couples thinking of getting married. We want to talk to you about prenuptial agreements. Ooh. And and those that are married, postnuptial agreements. Ooh, post. Post. What? And I, I could hear people saying now, what is that? That is good. That's in the what they call in the business a segue. Because I'm gonna give them a little tease and then I'm gonna come back to the pre and post nuptial agreements. Okay. Our next topic that we're gonna talk about definitely has something to do with this this subject right here. Okay. And so um I, you want me to just tell them what we're going to talk about no. next? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I I felt you getting ready to go there. Right, and I'm like, bro, no. you know, we tell them one thing and then the God, and God during this week has a shift oh, gears. Yeah, yeah. I don't ever want to okay. set your expectations for a specific topic because we want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Okay, the Lord true. may direct us in another direction. All right. So let's bring, bring, bring it in. For a pre- Nuptial agreement, prenuptial. This means for people who are not yet married. Why do you think people would get a prenuptial agreement? Well, let's just before we get to the why, let's just talk about what it is. Um, I actually have what it is. What it is. It according to again, once they become a uh, sponsor of the show, I'll tell you what I'm reading or who I'm reading from. But a prenuptial agreement is an agreement between two people that deals with the financial consequences of their marriage ending. So right off the bat, before you even start your marriage, it's already planned. You're already planning for it to end. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And I know y'all can't see me in podcast land, but I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> and it's also known as divorce law. So you're already mm. going into your marriage, thinking about um, getting divorced. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm using the air quotes. I like to tell y'all what I'm doing so that I'm a visual learner. So I like to tell you what I'm doing so you can visualize it. I'm putting up air quotes. A prenuptial agreement is basically a just-in-case clause. Just in case this doesn't work out. You're already planning. Mm-hmm. Just in case mm-hmm. we decide we have what is it uh, irreconcilable differences yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah. the case may be, and for me that's just not having faith in what you said when you stood before 
God, first and foremost, that minister, your family, mm-hmm. your friends, that judge, the court, whoever, mm-hmm. and said, I do. But just in case, just in case. I change my mind and yeah. I don't. Just in case. We're going to have this put in place. Yeah. Because we're still talking about finances, right? Yeah. To still protect my money. money. Take my money. My money. My money. My six cents. Hey, I got to protect my money. <laughs> got to keep my cheddar. It's mine. Okay. Sorry, I, I had to segue into that. Uh, okay. I made it before I met you. So mm. it's my money. Mm. So. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> I, I could I could feel your vibe coming coming over here. You feel it? I oh, feel it. Oh, my unrighteous indignation uh-huh. is rising up in me because people really think. And if you probably more or less uh, rich people, people who uh, established themselves well, before they got married. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I'm just saying. That's selfish. We talked about before selfishness. There's Mm -hmm. no place for selfishness in marriage. And for you to come to the table saying, I'm going to protect what's mine, you're already going into it without the idea of wanting to share. Yeah. To become one. Yeah, that becoming one is a booger sometimes. Mm -hmm. When it comes to certain stuff. Uh Uh-oh. My stuff. My stuff. My money. Mm Mm-hmm. And so... Reading these um, reasons that um, you want to get or have a prenuptial in, in place is one, one of the first things they say is you are much wealthier than your partner. And what you were just talking about, um, you're coming in, um, you're coming in with money, you're coming in, you're coming from a family that has money and you meet someone who. Um, doesn't have the same financial wherewithal that you have. And, you know, y'all talk, y'all hit it off. And so you want to get married. And so um, so you present this prenuptial agreement to say, hey, I was wealthy before I met you. And if if and when we decide to go our separate ways, I will be wealthy after you leave. Because you're um. not taking my money with you. <laughs> my money. <laughs> so uh, that that's the first thing. And we you everybody can hear how my wife feels about about that. Um the second thing, in which I thought was interesting, is you earn much more than your partner. And um I thought this was interesting because we've talked about this in our marriage where for years, decades, you earned more than I did. So what if we would have come into our marriage with a prenuptial and, well, it would, it would have been you because you earned more than me. You'd have to have me sign a piece of paper saying, hey, what's mine is mine and what's yours. Right. I wouldn't have signed that. My money. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wouldn't have signed it because, and this might have to be a podcast topic for another time, I wanted to hyphenate my name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you were like, no, if you're going to be a dancer, you're going to be a dancer. <laughs> and there was no if, ands, or buts about it. You're taking my name. Oh, man. Period. Point blank. Drop the mic. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I know but you I've learned. I knew learned. you weren't gonna sign a prenuptial agreement. Oh, so I can hyphenate my I've name. I've learned. Now? I've learned over the years. No, in us doing, and <laughs> <laughs> us doing premarital classes, I've understand and come to understand why women want to hyphenate their name. And it's, it's very important to them for some various reasons. And I'm oh, like, oh, I get it. But you didn't. See, no, no, you didn't come. You come, didn't come to at, realization. You didn't come at me like that 33 20 years ago. Something 30 years. No, you didn't come at me like that. You was like, hey, Renee Taylor Dancer. I'm like, nah, mm. nah, that's not happening over here, Slim. So mm. we just. <laughs> <laughs> but I've learned and I've evolved. Aren't you? Glad that your husband has evolved and learned. Cricket. cricket oh wow. Cricket. Okay. Oh yes, dear. Okay. I am so glad that you have evolved. Yes, I have, <laughs> and I'm I'm grow. I've I've grown. Yes, we all are every day. Yes, evolving. So yes. So the first two have to deal with money. Um, you you're coming from a wealthy family. Uh, you have money, or more money than your your partner, or you earn more than your partner. Spouse. Oh, your spouse, your future spouse. And the thing is, you know, you never know how the, how the scales may flip mm. in, in life. So, um, like, you may be in an industry that prior to the pandemic, let's just use the pandemic as an example. Prior to the pandemic, there are certain industries that were booming along. But then when the pandemic hit, then they kind of collapsed or fell off. Mm-hmm. Or, or what's the word I'm looking for? Contracted. And now your spouse may make more money than you now because... Or in whatever, some cases, make all the money. Or make all the money now, mm-hmm. yeah, because whatever they were doing prior to the pandemic now is booming and they're the ones holding or pulling in the money financially. So be careful about um, that. That's only the second reason out of eight. Um, the next one is you're remarrying. And... Um, remarrying has very, um, uh, I'm not your pastor, so you get married. Read the word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your pastor, so you want to remarry two, three, four times. That's between you and your God. You and Jesus. Yep. But as you, my wife just said, read the word. Um, so it says when you remarry, your legal and financial concerns are often very different than in your first marriage. Because if you have children from another marriage, uh, child support, whatever your support obligations are, um, again, it all comes back down to money, obviously. Um, you own, you got assets, you know, you want to make sure that if you pass away, that your assets, and this is what I'm reading, your assets are distributed to your wishes and neither your first family nor your new family are cut off. So I can understand it from just from reading that, mm-hmm. I can understand that. Okay. Just in that instance, I'm like, you want to make sure your children are taken care of from your previous uh, marriage and your new family. So I, I can understand a prenuptial agreement in that instance. But I think it has to be, you have to be very, um, you have to communicate to your future spouse, it, this, again, this is Doug's opinion, that this is why I want to do this, because I want to make sure that everyone's taken care of. God forbid something happens. But isn't that what a will is for and estate planning is for? You don't necessarily need a 
prenuptial agreement yeah. to put those things in place. Yep. You have a, a will or uh, or an estate yep. that you have planned for, you know, children from a yep. previous marriage, new marriage, mm-hmm. and those things should be updated if life events change yeah. in that way. I agree. Okay. I agree. So it, but I'm not saying there, there's a, there's always more than one way to skin a cat. But if if like you said, if you're gonna do your estate planning, which we'll get to, that's one of these down here. Um, so I'll just hold off on that till we get down there. That's okay with you? Uh, absolutely. Okay. I I haven't had the privilege of reading this, so oh, me neither. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just piggybacking off of what you're saying okay. based on the conversations we had about this topic. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm flowing with you. Okay. Um, the fourth reason is your future spouse has a high debt load. Mm, got those student loans. Yeah. That's that's uh, maybe student loans or maybe using some sort of um um accident and you got medical bills or something mm. along those lines mm-hmm. then you want the prenuptial. And again, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying these are the reasons why people say they want a prenuptial. And I think it all comes back to communication. Mm-hmm. And if God, That's what I was thinking. And if God really told you, this is the person you're supposed to be marrying. And I've said this, you know, from podcast one. I've said it before we even started the podcast. You can marry the right person at the wrong time and live in hell. So mm-hmm. just because you want to marry that person, it may not be time for you to marry that person. Just wait on God's time timing. And it'll all work out. And when you marry that person, you marry everything oh, yeah. that that person is mm-hmm. and has and their baggage, unfortunately, yeah. and their debt. Yeah. Because we talked about that in, you know, before that you're going into covenant with the with your potential spouse. Mm-hmm. So when you're going into covenant with somebody, every enemy that they have now becomes your enemy. Mm-hmm. And whether it's debt, debt is an enemy. So these are mm-hmm. things that you should definitely talk about, discuss, and, you know, for the, since this is a prenuptial, I'm saying pre-counseling, marital counseling, you need to definitely discuss that. Yes. <clears throat> Another reason, the fifth one was you own part of a business. Um, so here, here's the interesting statement. If you own part of a business without a prenuptial agreement, when your marriage ends, your <laughs> spouse could end up owning a share of your business. It's like when your marriage ends. It says when. <laughs> you know why? Because when you had that prenuptial agreement put in place, you had already planned to fail. That's Renee's opinion. It's, a, it's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. That's basically what number five is saying. It's only a matter of time because mm-hmm. when your marriage fails, your spouse could end up owning a share of your business. So um, that's the fifth one. The sixth one is to prevent your spouse from overturning your estate plan. Okay. <clears throat> and that's what you, you were talking about earlier, um, working with a will, a state lawyer. And I'm not a lawyer. Don't pretend to be one. But I know there are lawyers that can help you take care of your estate without you having to sign a prenuptial agreement. Absolutely. 
Um, and the seventh one is the exact opposite of number two. You are much poorer than your partner or your future <laughs> spouse. <laughs> um, so no, but this is saying a prenup can also be can also be used to ensure that the partner who is weaker weaker financially is protected. So you know, I'm not gonna say we've all heard of this, but in some communities or neighborhoods, um, people older people may use a younger person's social security number to get certain things. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> I'll just say it. So guard your social security number. So when you get married, um, even if your spouse makes more than you, you know, your credit may be better than theirs. Mm-hmm. And so they may be using your social security number to do, you know, I ain't going to say illegal things, but maybe some shady stuff. Mm-hmm. And or just doing, it may not be shady or illegal. They just doing stuff that... Um, the other spouse is unaware of yeah. making purchases or doing mm-hmm. things without consulting yeah. their spouse. And it comes back to communication. Yes. Respect, honesty, trust. Yeah. And, and see, okay. you talking about prenuptial agreement, that means you don't fully trust that person. Uh-oh. You don't fully believe that this person is the one, because again, my air quotes, you have this just in case piece of paper, I'm going to protect my business, I'm going to protect my investments, I'm going to protect my money. You don't fully trust that God told you to marry this person, and you don't fully trust that person. Then why are you going to marry that person? I'm just asking. I can't answer that. Hey, that, uh, that was a rhetorical. I, I put it out there for yeah. somebody to answer. They don't have to answer to us, but they need to answer that question to themselves and answer that question to God. Why are you going to marry that person? Why? Because it's uh, we in a pandemic. I'm tired of being home by myself. I want somebody to you know come home to or not even come home mm-hmm. to because we we all at home. Right. I want companionship. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling y'all right now. And this is outside of finances. This is all that marriage encompasses. People, You hear people say it's work. I go a step further. It's hard work. You got to say it like that. Yes, it's hard I do. I wanted work. to emphasize, and I'm throwing up the air quotes again. Marriage is hard work. And it takes two people working hard to make it work. Sila. All right. Moving right along. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The eighth reason it states here that people get a prenuptial is if you plan to quit your job to raise children. And it says quitting your job will negatively impact your income and your wealth. Again, money. Uh, Prenuptial agreement can ensure that the financial burden of raising the children is shared fairly by both partners. For that, I don't understand. Because if we both make a child, why would we both not be responsible for, for raising the, the child. that child? Hmm. I don't understand how the burden of raising the child falls on one spouse and not both. I don't get that. And that, that comes back to communication. Because before you have children with somebody, that's something you need to talk about. You know, one spouse may be expecting the other spouse to stay at home or quit their job or whatever, get up in the middle of the night, take care of the baby, you know, 
change the Pampers and all this other stuff. And that's it. And if that's not your plan, then you need to definitely have that conversation before you decide to have children with that person. Absolutely. Because once you have a child with that person, you are to forever linked with that person, regardless how old the child gets. Yes. And I was just sitting here thinking while you was going through all of those reasons. I'm no Bible scholar. I don't pretend to know every scripture from Genesis to Revelation or the stories in those 66 books of the Bible. But I don't recall anywhere in the word where it mentions anything of a prenuptial agreement or before you marry, you can sign some kind of agreement. Yeah. Um, so if you are a born-again believer, be careful not to pick up these worldly practices of doing things and think that it's okay. We are to walk out marriage the way God intended us to walk out marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be till death do us part. Yeah. And that don't mean you can speed up the process by choking your spouse <laughs> in their sleep. <laughs> but although you may want to sometime, pretty sure Doug might want to give me a good little elbow every now and again. Um, crickets, crickets. Yeah, you're <laughs> supposed to respond to that. But, I'm just joking. No, um, but I, don't, I don't know anywhere in the word where it says anything... Um, that you could sign some prenuptial agreement to protect what you come into the marriage with. Mm-hmm. So in the Bible, it talks about, um, and I don't have the scripture in front of me, God's gifts and callings are without repentance. Mm-hmm. Whatever he gave you or uh, was giving you, he's not going to you know, take it back from you. And to me, that's how you can say how somebody could be gifted in one area, but totally lacking in another area. It's like, how can they do that? Because God gave them the gift. They just gifted to do what they do. And once they stop doing whatever they're doing, they may not be a moral person or ethical person, but they are gifted, whether it's in entertainment, singing, athletics, whatever it may be. Um, They're just gifted in that area. And so if God doesn't take back his gifts, regardless, um, I'm not going to say regardless how we treat him or how we abuse our gifts, because sometimes we abuse our gift and God still allows us to operate in that gift, mm-hmm. then the prenuptial agreement to me has no place, um, especially for Christians. I don't, and now people who don't believe in God or don't, you know, say they're a believer, I expect them, the world does what the world does. Right. I expect that. Right. But in the church, um, those who are believers, I do not understand how they can come up and say, hey, we need to get a prenuptial agreement. That I don't understand. And so, um, for we're going to move along to the postnuptial agreement. And I had to uh, research this because I had never heard of it until we started doing, you know, putting together this podcast. But a postnuptial agreement is just what it says, it's a legal contract between a couple that's already married or in a civil union. It spells out what would happen should and if the marriage were to end, either by divorce or death. And so 
Uh, the post-nuptial agreement, it just establishes how to divide assets and liabilities, you know, should somebody decide to get divorced or separated. <laughs> Again, this is, this is, now if you're married and you, I don't know how someone who's married can come up with a post-nuptial agreement. I don't even know how to start that conversation. How would you start that conversation like over dinner? Oh, hun, I um, guess I was at the office today and, you know, I got this document I need you to sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, look, and I know this is improper English. You better don't. Like, how would you even bring that up? Don't. Like, yeah. You, yeah I was how doing do some you, research. Yeah. And I'm about to come into this money. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I need you to go ahead and sign this document just to protect myself. Oh, my goodness. No, I don't think so. Homie, Heck. don't play that. <laughs> If if you even if you're married and let's just say you're you're listening to this podcast, so I'm gonna guess you, you you're spiritual in some aspect because that's because this is a godly Christian based podcast. How how do you even bring this conversation up? I mean, do you just start? You know, you go on your wife's profile and you just go prenuptial or postnuptial agreements. And just leave it up for her to look at, you know, when she get, up, when she get on the computer. Throw, throwing hints. <laughs> it's like, how do you bring this stuff up? And if you bring it up, just just expect there's going to be conflict or some sort of issue coming up if you decide to bring this up. Wow. But a uh, couple signed post-nups for three reasons. And again, this all has to do with um, you're, gonna, you're planning for divorce. Or separation to establish in the division of assets and liabilities, again, ending in divorce, Um, to determine how to divide the couple's assets assets if one spouse should unfortunately pass away. And again, there are other ways to do this. You have Mm -hmm. a will. Yes. And create a plan like separation agreement. (sighs) Again, you're planning for the worst. You, you, when you bring these things up, again, finances, you're planning for the worst. And this is not the best way, I would say, in my opinion, one humble, humble man's opinion, to sleep well at night. Because I cannot imagine you bringing this to your spouse and them sleeping well at night. Or you sleep well. You may sleep well at night. But they're going to wake up, they're going to stay awake, tossing and turning, thinking, why is he bringing or why is she bringing this up now? And so I could think of a million reasons. Well, maybe not a million, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking of several reasons. I'm sitting here while you're talking and I'm thinking, why would someone even, you know, in the, in the midst of the marriage want to do this? And it could be infidelity where one spouse found out another one is cheating Mm -hmm. and they're angry. Okay. And they're like, you know what? You and your new beau or you and your new hunt boo (laughs) is not going to get my money. Um, Or it could be that they are cheating Mm -hmm. and they want to make sure that their new person that they think is the one. Yeah. uh, We won't even talk about the 80, 20 rule. Uh, but they think that they are the one, and so they want to have 
their money for this new relationship yeah, or this honey. new, yeah, the money for the new honey. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that was just playing in my head. But again, you're still setting yourself up for for a failure because on multiple levels. On multiple levels. And I've heard this before. I'm, I know it's not scripture. Um, it may be a scripture in the Bible that uh, syncs, that syncs up with it. <laughs> Uh, possibly <laughs> the 67th book, Renee, the book of Renee. Um, but how you end a thing determines where, how you start. Mm. You end something in a bad way, that new situation is not going to be good because you're taking that same mentality and that same attitude in a new area, but it's still you. Yeah. It's, Kind of like I always, you know, the Lord dropped in my spirit some time ago when I call myself trying to take a vacation away from myself. No matter where you go, there you are. You can't get away from you. So sometimes you're trying to leave a person and take your money with you and for whatever reason have these postnuptial agreements, but that same thinking is going along with you. Yeah. And if you have a new bow or a new boo, um, all I can tell you is read your, read your Bible. Because I, 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 hear, I hear people saying, well, my spouse did you know, cheat on me or step out on me, so on and so forth. I have and every right. I have, yeah, I have every right. And you also have every right to forgive and stay and make your marriage work. The Bible says 70 times, seven times yeah. a day, forgive. Yeah. So just because your spouse may have um, cheated on you, or maybe they did cheat on you. Maybe they didn't cheat. Maybe they did something bad with the money. Yeah. And you felt like that was an unforgivable of offense that you needed to protect the money mm-hmm. because of it. Still need to forgive for that, whatever the reason may be. Yep. Yeah. That's what counseling is for. Go to counseling, individually and collectively. Because sometimes, going back a few podcasts, your relationship with money has a lot to do with your upbringing and how you were exposed to money growing up. Whether you had a lot, whether you didn't have a lot, whether you saw your parents you know, handle money a certain way. It has a lot to do with how you are with money. And so a lot of times the other spouse will get offended or upset and take it personally when it's not you that is the problem. It's the spouse and their relationship with money, not their relationship with you. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I thought you was going to go on, but it's, uh, and I think that was a couple of podcasts ago when you talked about that. And I, you can't go wrong praying. And like Renee was saying, um, counseling, prayer, um, counseling, prayer, have wise counsel. Um, I would say be careful who you allow to speak into your life when, especially when it comes to marital counseling, um, be careful about, you know, friends, loved ones, 
girl, if it was me, I wouldn't take that, bro. If it was me, I'd I'd bounce right now. There's no way. Be careful. Be careful because this could just be a season that you're going through. And, you know, you don't want to, as they, I haven't heard someone say this in a long time, you don't want to make a permanent decision based off a temporary circumstance. You know, so be careful, be mindful, be prayerful, pray and fast, fast and pray. And seek counsel, seek wisely, wisely, seek wise, godly counsel. And um, like you were just saying, understand how that person's relationship with money is. And that's what the Bible talks about and all that getting, getting understanding, understand what's going on, the, mm-hmm. the, the reason behind what's going on. And so sometimes we don't want to understand or get to the root cause of an issue. We just see it and like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. But um, if this is a test you're going through, you go with your new boo or your new bow, it's going to be the same kind of test. It may be wrapped up differently, but it's going to be the same type of test, and you're just going to have to overcome it at some point in time. So um, that's all I have on finances. Yeah, the scripture that you were referring to earlier is in Romans 11.29. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. So when God gives us a gift, he, he doesn't repent. He doesn't take it back. He, there, it's a gift. He gave it yeah. to us. Now what we do with that gift and how we choose to use it is totally up to us. So you want to be mindful of the gifts that God gave you and use them wisely. <laughs> I, this isn't funny. Well, it was funny to me. God, God doesn't repent because when he gives us a gift and for couples who get married, they're like, oh, this, this person was a gift from God. This person was a gift from God. A few years later or a few months later, God, you can have your gift back. You, know? <laughs> you can have your gift like, back. Uh, like, no, thank you, God. God, you can have this gift back. <laughs> I've, I've used all I can out of this gift. Oh, my goodness. So uh, we just want to encourage you, um, talk, communicate. And that's ba- basically every podcast we've ever talked about. It all comes back to, to communication, yes. some way, shape, or form. It's communicate, communicate, communicate. And so we just want to encourage you. And I don't have anything else to say. God bless to the people out there. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.